This is Consumed, a podcast featuring casual conversations with eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers around California Central Coast and beyond. I'm Jamie Lewis, and this is my 10th season, which means I've done 100 episodes. Let's celebrate, shall we? I want to start by saying thank you to a couple sponsors. First, I'm always grateful for Ranchos de Anaveros Wines in the Santa Maria Valley. Did you ever see the movie Psalm? Remember the young blonde guy who eventually became a master sommelier? His name is Ian Cobble, and he recently had this to say about James Anaveros' Native 9 2013 Pinot Noir. This wine left an indelible impression on me renewing my faith in California Pinot Noir's ability to age. Had I tasted it blind, I might have easily mistaken it for a polished and much more expensive Moray Saint-Denis wine from a Premier Cru vineyard. The 2013 Native 9 from James Onoveros' Heritage Vineyard overlooking the Santa Maria Valley is a wine any Burgundy producer would be proud to have made. This is high, high praise, my friends. Taste Ranchos de Onoveros wines yourself at the station in Los Alamos or learn more at ranchosdeonaveros.com. Thanks also to Slow Life Magazine, the publication that delights in sharing the spirit of San Luis Obispo, California. I'm considering writing about Hawaiian food restaurants for my next food column in the magazine, like Shave Ice at Big Al's in Avila Beach, Hawaiian Plate Lunches at Red Dirt Coffee House in Arroyo Grande, and Span Musubi at Kilo Kilo Brewing in Paso Robles. Want to learn more? Pick up Slow Life on newsstands at Boo Boo Records and Barnes & Noble, or subscribe at slowlifemagazine.com. Beta Schmidt-Hughes owns and operates Beta's Beer Garden in San Luis Obispo with his wife Helga and their children. Beta and Helga are from Duisburg and Dusseldorf, respectively, but they've actually been living in the States longer than they ever lived in Germany. When they immigrated in the early 1980s, they never could have guessed at the success they'd have as a family-owned German restaurant in California. Listen in as Beta and I talk about the effects of the COVID pandemic on the restaurant and his family, how Beta's beer garden rose from the ashes of the Great Recession, and about what makes Beta's French fries so utterly irresistible. Here's Beta Schmitz-Hughes. You're running on adrenaline, you say, because you're working these massively long days. Right, because, you know, first of all, we, we, we have an unbelievable amount of business. So cool. M- so much more than before the pandemic. I, I sort of, I mean, we've actually, we have more business than we had when we opened up, and that was insane. And that was, we have, we, we had our biggest month, and when we opened, we had seven days a week. Now we only have six days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and you know, when we opened, there wasn't a lot of people living around us. Now there's oh, but now there's these three, properties. four thousand yeah. more people living there. So it's just a, it's a totally new situation. And we were pretty much, I mean, we were closed for a year and a half, for all intents and purposes. We weren't, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything normal. Yeah, <laughs> by a long shot. But I mean, we still did really well during that time. Um, but when we opened up back in, I don't even know anymore. When, February? I know, May, June. Oh, you oh, mean no, like this open year. up? Oh, this year. Gotcha, gotcha. And what was okay. that? Either February, March. When, yeah. Oh, we opened with 25% and then 50% and then right. opened up all the way in, I think, May. Uh-huh. And we did already really well 
then and then it just exploded and then came Euro Cup. And now it's like, <laughs> and, could, and and dear listener, I couldn't even get in. <laughs> I've known Betas, Beta for years and he wouldn't let me in. It was so packed. Well, I mean, when we had World Cup, <laughs> I would pack everybody that came to the door in. And then it was dangerous because, you know, yeah. we, we, we were people falling over people. And, and I said, no, not going to happen anymore. And it was just like, basically, it's, you know, you got to, you got to be, prepared and so we limited to the seats that we have and then for the for the final i sent about 50 people away but i sent them to other people that i knew were open yeah like, you were you know, really McCarthy's good about saying and, yeah and milestone and yeah. uh giuseppe's and flower house and mm-hmm. i said i just said look you know i can't put more people in and, and it was and then the week after i thought okay now it's going to be you know quiet and then we had some lunches where i said doesn't anybody know that the Euro Cup is over? What the? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> no, it, it, we have. It, it, right now, I'm I'm just baffled because, and I don't know if it's because we also have more tourists. Although it's I still probably part of it, but I still see a lot of you know. I'm I mean, every given day that I'm there, I see. I always think at least seventy percent of people I know. It's it's less now because some are in vacation yeah. but, and new people there. But I'm just flabbergasted. I'm just baffled. I just and I'm just waiting to see. And obviously, right now everybody is understaffed. I was going to ask you next yeah, about labor. We were. I mean, we are you know, knock on wood, um, still better off than others. We haven't had to close, mm-hmm. and you know we we are as the owners going in and, and working the shifts of people we don't have. Yeah. Um, but we're like basically constantly looking and I'm not taking, I'm not turning anybody away because I'd rather be overstaffed right now because I know within the next couple of months I'm losing a couple of people. It's right. just like, that's been the pattern mm. and we've had people apply and, you know, making an appointment for an interview and not showing up, mm-hmm. showing up for the interview, taking the job, saying we're here next day, not showing up. Oh. We had out of 10 people, one that showed up and then he quit after a, a, a week and a half because it was too much. It's like... You know, it's like wow. And then it's, it's like a puzzle. Uh, it, I, it's, it's, I've never seen it like this. And, and you know... I don't know if it has anything to do with the extra money or if it has, yeah. to, you know, from from unemployment. But I mean, I, I read something today, or Helga told me that she read that you know in the, in the states that stopped the extra money earlier. Yeah, they still have the same problem. Nobody wants to work. Right. You know, not only that, and I can understand because you know when you have a kid or two, yeah. uh, and you are in the lower income bracket of workers. Mm-hmm. It isn't worth it. No. Because, you know, what you pay in daycare, when the schools come back, they can make extra yeah. money. Yeah, this but, is a weird time of the year to be dealing with all those kinds of things. Because once school goes back, which it sounds like it's truly going back. No. Um, I mean, it sounds that way because all of us parents are like, please. And I will say this. I'm not saying please, please and begging because... I need the kids to go back to school. I need to get my stuff done. I mean, those things are true. But I'm looking at my children and seeing that they need 
They need routine. They need predictability. They need instruction and love and all the things that a school and a teacher and their friends can provide. We are just like, it's it's so time. Unsocial. Yeah, yeah. We were very lucky with our grandchildren. Um, I mean, that's another thing. A lot of families don't have grandparents that can watch, you know, and we, although we have the restaurant, we always... You know, one of us can always stay my, well, Helga, my wife is the one. Helga's the one, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Julia works full time. and She's there every time I'm there. Yeah, and and so, but other families don't have that. And and, and we were very lucky that our grandson was in a a pod, you know, one Mm -hmm. of those, there were seven kids in a friend's garage that, you know, they remodeled into a little school uh, uh, room, classroom, and hired a teacher seven Amazing. people and so they had some sort of not normalcy but at least they were together with other kids and they had mm-hmm. you know i think three fourth grader and four first graders yeah. but zoom i mean it was way different but i i talked to some other parents that couldn't do it you know and, and, mm-hmm. and it's just like wow yeah. Uh, and, and it was for a long time. Yeah. Let's back all the way up, though. <laughs> okay. And no, just because, you know, I, you told me that I could talk a little bit about the sure. beginnings of sure. betas. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long ago. I, I, I know. I, it I, does I, feel like so long ago. So um, I, I'll just paint the picture. So I, uh, my husband came home from work one day and he said, I had lunch with my friend Tim Romano. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and Tim tells me there's this house on on a certain street that a german man lives there with his family (laughs) and when he raises the german flag on a flagpole it means his house is open for people to come over and drink beer and eat food and i said what kind of drugs are you smoking? This is the, it, that does not happen. And he said, it does happen. Well, and then he brought me over. Yeah, yeah. We had such a good time. And well, as you know, when we did that, it wasn't really, you know, people called it a speakeasy. And no, no. for fun, yeah, we call it a speakeasy. But I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, we we had a lot of friends and we yeah. told them, I mean, we, we lost everything we ever owned in the great recession we were in the art business and and you know we the only thing we were able to save make a long story short we kept our house and we had a nice backyard and we had already a bar in the backyard and we had friends and we had no job and and you know we were doing odd jobs we were doing you know cleaning houses i worked you know in admin for a friend for two hours a day and so we just made ends meet and yes we had for a while we had uh, unemployment mm-hmm. in those days because you know we were hell I was 55 and now I was 53 so we applied for jobs but <laughs> nobody yeah. had jobs and you they didn't hire like you know an old German fart you know that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> so well, but but, but he, we, we just we just had on April 15th 2011 uh, my nephew from Germany and three friends went on a trip from San Francisco to Florida on a, in a motorhome. And he said, we got to stop by my aunt and uncle. And those three friends said, and they're all in their mid-30s. And, oh, yeah, well, good. Where are they? Oh, good. And, you know, how old are they? Oh, in their mid-50s. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we'll stop. And, 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 and. So they came, 
and couldn't get the motorhome parked, was too big. And, and I said, oh, get out of that thing. I just parked it in the neighbor's driveway because we were, I backed it in and they say, whoa. <laughs> and then we, they came in the backyard and there was the bar and yeah. said, here, you, you want a drink? Whoa. <laughs> so, and then Not those so four, bad. after wanting to just stay there for an afternoon, uh, they left two and a half days later. Oh, of course. So, and, and on that same night when they were there, two Germans came that we had, our neighbor had always invited, but they said, uh, you know, yeah, those old Germans, we don't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> no, like, like when we came, we didn't want to have anything to do with those German clubs because they were literally, you know, they were the old Bavarian Umtata people. And I said, <laughs> and they may not have been there, but that yeah. I totally understood why they didn't want to come to us. So I said, yeah. okay, whatever, you know. And then they came and they never left. And then a week later or so, they brought five of their friends. And then all of a sudden, there was five couples. They just came to the backyard. And I said, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. You're, I, I just lost everything. I, I have no money. I can't. We can't just, you know, you can't just come here and drink my beer. Yeah. I said, okay, well, what do we do? And then somebody said, well, we'll just all chip in. And that's how the chips started. Right. Where, you know, we had everybody that came just donated some money and got yeah. some chips so they knew how much they donated so they you know and then and then sometimes someday we would just go over to and get a keg of beer and they mm -hmm. pay it's like, it's like it was just we were just for like those five couples we just it was fun we had it yeah. every friday night hmm. yeah and then the and then that whole thing started all of a sudden they brought friends and those friends hmm. brought friends and then, and it's just a social thing at this point, right? Oh yeah, it's it was just, just people stopping by, stopping by, and and it was just fun. And then all of a sudden, we just okay. We had nothing. I mean, we were yeah. I was, I started. You know, I I, I helped building houses for friends. Yeah. So we just made. You know, it was just like a a totally weird, worry free. Hmm. You know. Thing. You weren't super stressed about not having a job. You just kind of like things no, were I, rolling in and rolling out. I'm. I've. I've never really been. I would. I mean, we immigrated on a visitor's visa with a with a forty foot container of furniture. And when the customs called, I didn't speak English too well. I told them, "Well, you know, we always travel when we go somewhere for six months without furniture. We don't like to live in other people's furniture." Mm -hmm. I think. The, I, I could picture the customs officer looking in the phone and said, those crazy Germans. And I said, fine. So we, we, we were there and then we applied for credit, uh, not credit card, a uh, green card and we got it. And we were always adventurous, and, yeah. or at least I was. Mm. Um, and then we, yeah, we, we just, we weren't really concerned because we knew we would, would survive. I mean, we've survived 30 years in America, so we knew we would mm. survive going on and 30 years so you came in like 1990 1984 oh okay so at that point it was oh that's been a long time yeah yeah, yeah. We, we have been now here i've lived in san Luis obispo now longer than in germany why did you come here initially just to see the states no my sister worked for an artist in uh carmel hmm. and in 19 in april of 1979 i visited her 
And lucky for me, she did not live in Bakersfield. She lived in Carmel. <laughs> if she would have lived in Bakersfield, I probably would have never had the idea of moving to California. <laughs> yeah, that would change your perception, I'm sure. So uh, I just had, it was just great. And then mm. Helga and I, uh, in 82, yeah, we... we at the first time, yeah, we went here for our honeymoon in 82 mm. and just, we both just thought, oh man, this is so great. That's actually a lie. She was here before. She, I sent her in 1980 because I couldn't go. She was in 1980 visiting my sister mm. and then in 82, our honeymoon. And then in the same year, we came for another four weeks. Uh, yeah, us Germans have a lot of vacations. So, uh, yes, it had, sounds wonderful. Had, had, had past tense for <laughs> yeah. you, sir. Um, <laughs> but we were just... Fell in love with California, and mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, we just we were lucky that uh, her, my sister's boss, the artist, needed somebody, uh, and 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 just said, hey, you want to come over and and do you know, what, like what sell, kind of work, sell art. Oh, really? Um, you know, as a, as a, you know, as run her sales division or whatever with her son, and anyhow, um, we said yes, and it was the '80s. It wasn't. You know, it was a totally different world. Uh, um, it, it was easier mm -hmm. to immigrate. You know, there weren't all these, and we didn't. We could prove we didn't take anybody's job away. Yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do that today. No. That same with the same uh, lack of problems. Mm -hmm. You know, it took us two years, and it cost us. I think I don't know what five thousand dollars for lawyers. I don't. I mean, right. whatever. We got it. And we were here, and then we, for until 2010, we were in the art business. We were representing German artists, and then later we had a um, children's book and children's art company, Rip Squeak and yep. Friends. And so you weren't the artist on that? No. Okay. I, I never, I have two, le two left hands and ten same. thumbs. Yeah, so same. Yeah. I, I can, I can um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a marketer and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, stuff like that. And, um so Helga and I had that company, and we yeah we've we've worked together. People say, "Are you nuts?" Hmm. Um, we worked together for ever since we're here. That's so amazing. people say, "Are you nuts? How can you do that?" I said, "Easy. You have mm -hmm. each each have your uh, field, and you yeah. stick with it." What is know. Helga's part? Uh, she's the administrator, and she is. Um, um, you know, she, she does the bookkeeping. She does the the, mm -hmm. the, the the She does everything. When we cook together, she does. You know, she bakes the cake, and we do the. She does the 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 potato pancakes, and she's like, you know, it's like comes to the restaurant, works in the kitchen. She doesn't like the front work because she's not, you know, I'm I'm the face of the business. She's, I'm the, she seems shy. She's not shy. She's just quiet. Quiet. She okay. just doesn't, you know, I love people. She loves them too, but at a distance. But in her way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, and so it's just like, um, uh, it, it's just like, we are a great team. Yeah. And you now she's... She, I do one thing, thing, she does the other, and it works out really well. And yeah. that's what we've always done, and that we still do it. You know, it's like we, we, our bones are a little more tired, and we've gotten yeah. a little older, but 
And that's the hardest part of the business is the, the physical, mm. not mm-hmm. necessarily the, the, the mental. Yeah. Gosh. But, you know, well, it's like, it's always, um, uh, the challenge is to um, make it in a way that it's still fun. Yeah. And so far it is. Uh, but it's it's sort of like, it, it, it's, it has changed because all of a sudden in the beginning it was more like, oh, we're going to have like a, a nice beer place with some food. Mm-hmm. And now it's the total opposite. We have a restaurant with, with beer. Yes. And I was going to ask you about that because I remember the the <laughs> um, the focus wasn't on food at the at your house when we'd come over. Which I should I should just say. So at at your house, what made it so wonderful? Yes, yeah. it felt like going to a friend's house, but more than that, yeah, the bar was great. Um, and this is just like a you know a simple bar in your backyard right. on your patio. Right. But then. Was it one or two big screen TVs? I think it was just one. We had, we, I had, well, it wasn't big screen. I had a little 31-inch screen hanging behind the bar. Is that all it was? That In was my all, memory, it was like the big It TV. was so big because you thought it was, it was such a small place. The, yeah. The thing, you know. And then for bigger games, we would always, you know, bring the, the like TV from the inside. Oh, okay. Outside. Or a neighbor, or a neighbor had a... 70 inch tv and then we would do that for euro cup or world cup yeah. games well we would go for 49ers games oh yeah we oh yeah we did we did all we did the football too which was for us i mean we don't you might look around we don't have a television and so we need to go other places to watch and it always drives us crazy that you can't most places won't put the sound on and yeah. so you're stuck like look i love firestone but you go in there and there's like, first of all, 90 screens bearing down on you and you can't hear anything because they're no. all showing something different. And I don't know, I, it's just the way that I and Jake and I both like to watch. So going to your place, we're able to watch the game. It's beautiful California weather, you know, warm outside. We've got chips. You had DBA <laughs> on on draft. And then also, I, this is honestly, this is the, the censure, is there was a sandbox with toys in it. Mm-hmm. And I think Corbin at the time was only two. Um, and that was amazing. It felt like some of the pubs in England where you can go as a family. Well, that that's what we still are. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are family-oriented. Mm-hmm. You can bring your dog. I mean, outside, not inside, but yeah. we're family-oriented. We only show soccer mm-hmm. uh, with sound. I mean, some games, if so, if you come in and you want to see a soccer game, we'll turn it on. Not all with sound. But yeah, no, I when understand. It's, when it's big, but for the biggies. Big, yeah, when, when it's, when it's a, like today at 4.30 is the USA against Qatar Gold Cup oh. quarter uh, semifinal. Mm-hmm. So... We show it, and we show it with sound. We mm-hmm. we do it like it is done in in Europe. Yeah, but it's only it's not. You know, we have three usually three screens, sometimes four. Bring a fourth one out, but it's just that. Yeah, it's soccer. Yeah, and nothing else. I mean, and and it's not, and that's it. And 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 people know that. You they know, they do come know they come to bait us because we show soccer the the European way. Yeah, you know where where. You just and we have fans from both teams always sitting together and mm. yeah they harass each other but in, <laughs> you know with a big smile on their face and, yeah. and no and it, it it it's what I grew up with all Helga and I wanted to do was create an atmosphere 
where you feel at home, where mm-hmm. you feel like you belong, where you feel even if it's the first time, you look around, everybody's happy, smiling, and they have great food and great beer and mm-hmm. you know all German beers and it's just great. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's 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 what I grew up with. When you say it's what you grew up with, where did you? Were you I can't remember Stuttgart. Dus- or? No, Helga's from Düsseldorf. I'm from Duisburg, which okay. is about from San Jose Obispo to Santa Margarita. So oh. it's just you know it was <laughs> just 17 kilometers, with yeah. 10 miles. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so we were just close to Holland there, mm-hmm. and 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 we were just yeah we we had our favorite pubs and we'd go there, you know, before kids and stuff two three times a week and mm-hmm. so and yeah and even at the brewery we went to in Dusseldorf Schumacher then it was fa- same feeling you know you 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 felt you belonged it, it wasn't just a again there's this word gemütlichkeit mm. which you can't translate it's camaraderie it's feeling good it's feeling you belong it's it's a feeling mm-hmm. when you come to us and you don't feel it don't come back mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of people they get it they come to us and yeah. and it feels great it feels like they belong they're, they're yeah. having a good time and yeah. that's all there is to it i believe know. that has to come from your it has to have something to do with the way the thing started i mean it just has to it was like you know the fact that you started it is just i mean you Actually, you didn't start it. It was no, just it a was, thing that happened on its own. Yeah, we, 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 you know, all of a sudden we had like a whole bunch of people coming more often and more often. It was not only Fridays anymore. All of a sudden it was three, four, five days a week. Mm-hmm. People would just call and say, "Hey, can we bu- come by?" And you know, since we had, you know, we had nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, we worked during the day, but, yeah, but yeah. We, we didn't have like a. For us, we were basically our reward was we didn't pay for the beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drank with them, we ate yeah. with them, but. They just paid for it, but you know, it's like not, not like we didn't make money, but they basically say, "Hey, can you make us something here? You know, what, what, mm-hmm. you know, can we buy?" Some? I mean, it's, it's just sort of like a whole bunch of friends coming together, and then all, all of a sudden, after three years, oh, they started talking. You should open a restaurant. We yeah. should all, you know, and and. But I think you said no, didn't you? Well, at first? in the beginning, we were sort of like, but but then it it just developed, and everybody wanted it, and and. And then we started in 2012 after we had our first, we did our first Oktoberfest mm-hmm. in a big barn somewhere. We just put it up and it was a lot of, you know, it was great. And and then we, we, we decided, okay, let's look for places. And we looked a lot. We looked yeah. for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Or, yeah, for two years. Uh, never wanted downtown. Mm-hmm. We said, why we don't, not? Because it's we were we did not want tourist or student. Yeah, we wanted we like wanted to have a neighborhood thing. pub. Mm-hmm. We we never wanted anything like you know that that was like that. Yeah, you know? and and so you, and then those original five couples, you know, a welder, a, a, a contractor, and a, 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 an architect. Is Sven the, one of them? Mm-hmm. Sven, yes. Sven, Sven Johannes. Uh, Chris and and uh, 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 Joel, uh, you know. So that was. was you just thinking about end. Sven makes me. I just <laughs> love that guy. I'll tell you when um, when our dog died. Um, Sven, we always our dogs would always hang out with each other, and 
when our dog died, Sven, this just like barrel chested German man gave me the <laughs> sweetest hug. I'll just never forget that. He just, it made it, it well, He's obviously I remember. So great, it was great guy. You know, yeah. that whole group was, was the reason why we were able to open it. And, 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 and a lot of other, it, it, Beta's Beer Garden was a community effort mm-hmm. to be opened. We had, obviously we had no money, so we had people that helped financially, people that helped build mm-hmm. it, people that, you know, it was literally, we were just, yeah, we were just there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, so you just kind of it's facilitated still sort of, I'm it. I'm still trying to, to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. All of a sudden, there we were opening a restaurant. Okay, but you it couldn't have been too like off the wall. I don't know how it happened because I read in the newspaper yesterday. Don't believe everything you read in the newspaper. No, I read you're going to want me to believe. I read in the newspaper yesterday the, you know, who passed the restaurant inspections. Oh. Beta's Beer Garden number 1 cleanest kitchen in Slow County. How cool is that? Um <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad about that, but it also, you know, people people just, I said, you know, okay, during the entire time, we always were between 95 and 100, and I, I, know. I don't know, but, but it's like, I said, I, I, you know, somebody said that yesterday, he said, what do you expect me to do? Of course I keep my restaurant clean. I was like, what? You're well, just... obviously not everybody does, we found out from I, that story. I, yeah, I, yep. I saw that and I thought, holy mug. Guzzle. I mean, right. what the hell are they thinking? I mean, yeah. like, and and but for us, it was. <laughs> well, of course, we try hard. I mean, yes. and, and of course, we make mistakes. And yes, yeah. uh, uh, you know, things happen. But I mean, it was sort of like, really. So yeah. this is great. And and I'm I'm I love that we were there. And I don't even know. There's probably others that also had a hundred percent. But there was nobody that. There is no restaurant with a name with a letter A in it. So Beta oh, was a letter B. You know? No, I just you know, I well first of all it comes to mind that aren't I mean, German engineering ingenuity and like cleanliness is always I mean, I don't mean to stereotype, no, but that's no, something no, that no. I've always thought of. Uh, but seeing, I think more for me is seeing that on the list, because I always look at it. I just I don't know why. Right, right. But um the first thing that made me, it just made me really proud because you are a small family owned business right. that just happens to be beloved in our community. Um, and the fact, it just showed how hard you all work. Um, and every time I see you, you do say, you know, you always look like your hat blew off. It's just always <laughs> like, I don't know how we're making this work, but <laughs> it's working. And then to see that was like, oh, beta, you don't, you don't give yourself enough credit. Let's take a quick detour here to talk about another consumed supporter. Slow Food Co-op's mission is to empower health and well-being in the community by providing quality groceries, local produce, and exceptional customer service. 
Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining non-GMO standards and a variety of organic selections. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store and their website at slowfood.coop and visit the Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. You know, I'm, I'm just... I've, I've always liked the hospitality business. I mean, when I was working in the art business with it was always the the, the working with people or you know mm-hmm. I'm, I, I love people yeah um, I'm not good at math but I'm good at languages mm-hmm. and, and my initials are BS so I can do that <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh, no I, I for me I, I'm still sometimes like looking around and said you know, when we're now gonna sit there with a couple of friends, and I look around when, when we, you know, like the last one, when we're closing our own restaurant again on a Sunday night when we're mm-hmm. sitting there, yeah. and and you know, all the servers are waiting for us to finally get the hell out of it, or mm-hmm. sitting with us having a beer. But uh, I'm just looking around and said, "This is ours." Yeah, it feels great. You know, yeah. it's it's just it's just it's a it's a really everybody that works there or that owns or that is involved you know has pride in it. it it's it's like everybody gets it you know this is a this is just a little family run mm-hmm. uh company and everybody works hard you know our staff is is amazing um we i mean we have kids still yeah i can say that you know at 66 they're all my kids yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we have still four people that are there from the first day oh, six I years ago it. and then we have others that have been there three four years and and you know it's like uh it's we, it's, a, it's a family we're all mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a it's a family business not only because it's family owned but everybody there is family you know mm-hmm. it's like when things happen and they need help they're families so mm-hmm. of course we help you know if, whatever it is uh, uh um it's just a great. I mean, it. I wouldn't want to do it any other way because yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I was boss for a long time. I mean, we had like when we had the galleries and all that. It's all that. It's just not me. I need to have like a group of people that I trust and I work mm-hmm. with and I have fun with and just being a, like a CEO or president or something. Yeah. It's on not your me. own. It's yeah. It's not me. You yeah. know, I'm. I'm. I'm way too trustworthy. I mean, I, I trust people. I'm way too. You know, hmm. soft. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a boss. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, but that's all. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I have the luxury at my age to do that, and I have. I have nothing to prove anymore, hmm. at least not to me. Um, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So it is working. why change something that's working well? Um, it's physically very hard, yeah. and it is sometimes when you have the, the the and there's always you know, hell even the dysfunctional family you know is all great. families are dysfunctional yeah, at some level, I, yeah, yeah. And, and so yes, there's tension and stuff that we have mm-hmm. to take care of, but but it's not, it's 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 just great. It's, yeah. it's and again, 
people ask me and I said, I don't know. It's just a feeling, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it is right. It feels right. Yeah. It's so comfortable. And I yeah. have always been partial to neighborhood places always. Yeah. And I think it's no accident that one of my favorite places is me hang low oh, yeah. and you and chef Paul and Russell have all been friends. He was one of your original, Oh, oh yeah, he he's was, a neighbor, I think, he, right? Yeah. He lives around the corner yeah. and, uh, yeah, uh, Paul, we, we have been, Adore he, that he, man. he, he he was also, uh, I leaned on his shoulder with, with advice yeah. a lot in the beginning and, you know, others. I was, I was part of a, um, when, when uh, Rick Wolf ran the, mm -hmm. the uh, beer dinner from Transitions Mental Health right, Association. Right, And he was one of the very early mm -hmm. uh, people, friends that came to, through Joel. So mm -hmm. it was like just in the early beginning and. And he won he invited me in January two thousand twelve to cook to help with oh, the to help with the, 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 the beer dinner. Yeah. You know, with pouring beer and yeah. and I had made some fricadelle and you know, the German meatballs and mm -hmm. and the other cooks loved them and so I mm. just brought a plate for them and then the next, and that's how it started that we also would do some food yeah. uh, uh, um, there. But but that's how I, I met a lot of other restaurateurs or, or, or chefs. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, Shane Barron, Sean Barron's and, oh, and, and you know, people. Neil Smith and, yeah. and, and Paul and, and, you know, I, I forget others, but, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Brian from, from Amber. And, and yeah. it's like all people that I knew through the beer dinner. And that transitions mental health mm -hmm. uh, benefit beer dinner is legendary oh yeah is it, it still happening no it, oh. it started in 90 and the last one was in 2020 okay no no last year no. 19 it started in it's been it was 20 years um 19 Mm -hmm. Not twenty. No. That is too bad that it's over. But I know it got pretty well, monstrous. Well, I mean, not, right? not only that, it was just, it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It was a tremendous amount of work, especially for Rick and and and, mm -hmm. and Chuck, and uh, because you know, getting all the beers together, and uh, and then for the chefs, you know, and it was all uh, donated. You know, Amazing. everybody donated uh, 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 their their. There's time and, and mm -hmm. the food and all that stuff. And it was a great event and it was legendary. Yeah. And people were just basically, um, they just basically, I mean, there were people that literally were there every year. Yeah. And, 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 and if they moved, then somebody else would take over their spot. So it, mm -hmm. it was sold out always. I, I mean, I remember trying and it, Paul said, no, yeah, good luck. Uh, Speaking of the food, though, I do want to talk about the food at mm -hmm. Betas because you said it was kind of a, not an, not an afterthought. You didn't say that, but it, you thought that the like ratio of beer right. to food would yeah. be different than yeah. it is now. Um, so I want to know, I mean, my favorite thing at Betas easily is the spitzel <laughs> i could just eat mounds of that stuff is all and then i also love um the pretzels which i know breaking bread breaking makes bread, which I, I just love them yeah oh they're, they're, they're absolutely 
great bakery. Yeah. They do they such good food. It's a, a bread. And, they do. And, and, and the alpastrudel and, you know, it's, it's just really good. So with things like the currywurst, I don't know that much about German food. I've, I've eaten dinner and lunch in Germany, but I don't remember... I just remember like noodle dishes with cheese and butter was something that I, that's I loved. That was spätzle. Well, it was long noodles though. Well, I mean, we, yeah, we, we put butter on anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tasty, I remember. But um, no, but but, but um, the food we the food you get at Betas is what Helga and I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't serve what we don't know. I mean, if somebody wants something from a different region of Germany. We always say sorry. We don't know how to do yeah. it, and we wouldn't want to try it because if we don't know what to do, then we don't do it. You but know, but because... the food is also—I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, it's something I've always noticed with it is it feels so much. It does feel like there's a California—not a twist, but like there's a California accent with like you always serve so beautiful, abundant greens with everything. That's Germany. Is we it? Do. Oh yeah, you can get salads in Germany as as well. I mean, see, I mean, that's that's the one of the common mistakes that people make about German food is uh, they say it's heavy, mm-hmm. it's all gluten, gluten, and <laughs> um, and and then I look at the people and, and I said. Where, where, where did you go for breakfast this morning? Oh, Luisa's. Oh, I said, yeah, that's oh, really light food. <laughs> yeah, really and then light. that shuts them up because, you know, yeah. we have, you know, yes, we cook with butter and yes, we cook with bacon and yes, we mm-hmm. cook. But, you know, at the end of the day, a schnitzel or salad or Rouladen, sauerkraut yeah. or rouladen, it's all, it's not heavy, heavy. No, I mean, it's, it's not. not like a pizza. Or it's not like a... A burger, I mean, and, and the only reason why we have, Germany isn't big on lunch. Mm. Germany is, you know, we don't, there's very few German restaurants actually that are open for lunch. Is that because that's it's so not, opposite from southern neighbors? Well, yeah, because, but it's it's like, um, like the lunches we have, like in Germany, you eat burgers when you go to McDonald's. Yeah. Or you eat, you know, sandwiches like, like you know burgers or, or all that yeah but so we said okay we need to have this is after all america california we need to have something for but so we took german ingredients we took our fricadella which is, is spiced and and, and, and meatball mm-hmm. um and made a, a burger out of it you know there's there's herbs in it there's onions in it there's spices in it there's uh, you know so it's just like you did the same thing but you formed it into a burger basically well basically and and it's not just a a, a patty of meat mm-hmm. it's beef and pork and there's some yeah. breading in it and it's like it's like a an eggs and spices and and, and herbs mm. and all things and 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 made a burger out of it i say yeah. when we opened i we had this fight in the backyard you have to have a burger no i don't want a burger we're a german mm-hmm. restaurant yeah and then we said you know but okay we're making a frikadellen board which is like you know Okay, beta burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never tried it. And, and well, it's 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 like, and then we have, yeah we have others. We have the schnitzel brot. Yeah. We just made sandwiches, basically. But we took pretzel rolls. Mm-hmm. We created pretzel rolls for it, so it's still German, mm. but it's just different. And and again, I don't really know anymore what the food is like in Germany. Yeah, you know, it's because been a while. I, I haven't been there since sixteen, but even then. I eat with family. 
Yeah. We don't go out much. Yeah. And it, the only thing I know is that there aren't many German pubs anymore that are owned by Germans. It's mm -hmm. more like, you know, Turkish or Dalmatian or or, right? or all kinds of the Spanish or Italian. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, it, it's not like the neighborhood pubs are not like, like I remember. Them. Yeah, yeah. But we're just doing it the way we grew up. I yeah. mean, this is not... And, and one of what we said in the beginning is it's, our restaurant is not a trend. It's a tradition. Yeah. It's nothing. I mean, you know, again, and, and um, yeah, we bring in some fun things. Like in, when we come back, we're going on vacation next week. Yeah. You the, are. The whole family. Yep. Oh, congrats. We're closing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings for lunch, but we're open for dinner and oh, we're gone. And then once we, <laughs> come, once we come back, we're going to have a, a Turkish week. Yeah. Because one of our best friends uh, uh, is from Turkey and... Uh, he'll be, Umut, he is a professor at Kapali and mm. he's going to show us a potato dish. You know, it's like, I mean, it, and if you look at it, it's just, again, most of uh, 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 European things are variations on the theme. Yes, right. I was thinking not, that, actually. It's not, you know. And and, and we're going to do a Döner because Döner, uh, uh, the curry was used to be the biggest selling food item in germany like 110 million or whatever oh my gosh and then and then the döner came yeah the, you know because yeah döner kebab, kebab and all that the, yeah döner yeah. kebab with in, in 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 the pita and and it took over in that germany. is a well gosh and everywhere we were we were in <clears throat> um norwich england for the last men's world cup mm -hmm. on the night that england played france and lost um, but we, you know, in the middle of it, we were hungry and the kebab place, that's where everybody was. I mean, you, you would pub crawl, you know, go around to different places, but to eat, everybody was getting kebabs. And, and that was something that I didn't expect. There's so much actually really rich, uh, Middle Eastern tradition of food that's in England right now, I was really impressed. I had a gnarly, wonderful falafel there, and anyway, well, so yeah. But you, that's... you know, there is no British food. Well, <laughs> English food is about. Hmm, okay, well, Who? sorry, my British friends. All right, now, but... <laughs> but I heard all the English people were rooting at your pub. Am I right? <laughs> oh yeah, we had. I mean, we we had a great time with you know all all. It was my, a fun game. Oh, it was a great game, and yeah. we had we had the Italians and the Brits sitting there, and they were just like. <laughs> And it was so much fun. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Just a, it was a great, great, great thing. Yeah, you know, we had fun. It was That's good. Awesome. <laughs> well, so as far as things go forward, I mean, are you going to do an Oktoberfest anymore, yeah. or what's that yeah, look we're like? We're going to have we're going to have one, uh, a bigger one. We rent the Art Fellows Hall and oh, fun. Do like between 170, yeah, around 175 people. Yeah, and then we do four, two Fridays and two Saturdays at our restaurant all like ticketed limited seating yeah. uh one will be a pig roast you know where we mm, do, and then the rest is with huxen and 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 all the all the traditional oktoberfest food huxen and half a chicken and sausage platter and warm oh, potato salad it. which we usually don't do uh so we just yeah we and then there's the, the couple other people that probably Gonna come and want us to cater things, you know. Mm -hmm. And we 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 slowed down with the catering tremendously. We yeah. did not. I mean, it did not slow down. We basically you slowed it down slow because down. 
it's it's impossible. We have such a small kitchen, and when you oh, yeah. when you have a two hundred fifty people wedding and have have a big week, weekend, you know, it's just, it's, it's just it's not possible. We, so we we're very very selective now. Do you get a beer sponsor too for Oktoberfest? Uh, we when when we did it at Avala, it was Hofbrau. Uh, yeah, that's what I remember uh, seeing. When we do our own, um, we just you know get whatever beer we yeah. you know we, we and. We are the largest König Pilsner mm-hmm. account on the West Coast. On the West Coast? Well, in California. Look, it's sort of like, yes, you know, we are pretty much. And, and, and I talked to the to the importer and he said, well, you know, we have that there. But no, you, you know, so this last year we were the, the largest. And, That's and, amazing. And, and it doesn't matter if it's the largest or the second no, largest. No, it's just or, real big. It, it, we sell... But I was born in Duisburg. That's where the beer is from. I have a story to yeah, tell. People yeah. love it. And it's a great, great Pilsner. Mm-hmm. But we also, we sell, you know, we sell a lot of other German wine. We have like four beers that has always been there. It's the Köstritzer, the, 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 the Weinstefano, Doppelbock, the, the, um, uh, the Weissbier, yep. Erdinger, or König Ludwig, and then the star König Pilsner. Yep. And then we, we have, you know, Frühkölsch, and now we have three of our own beers, a Bock beer, a Keller beer, and a, and a Hellas. What do you mean your own beer? We're brewing our own. Not, we are not brewing. We have, we have Doc's Cellar is our custom, uh, oh you know, custom brewer. And we have three beers. And over the last couple of months, because we couldn't get the German beers because of the shipping problems yeah. and everything. So now we're out of our own beers. Oh, but funny. the German beers are coming back. So <laughs> Well, you just plan, yeah, whack-a-mole. But, yeah, That's amazing, just, though. I, what kind of beers are they making for you? Hellas. Okay. And, uh, it's brewed with the Andex uh, 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 yeast. Uh, Andex is, in my eyes, the best Hellas mm. lager in Germany. Hmm. Just in my eyes. I got to try my, it, yeah. Um, and then uh, a Bock beer. I couldn't find a really nice Bock beer, which is um, an amber-style, Martzen-style yeah. beer. Yeah. Now we do that, and then we have mm. a Keller beer, which is just an unfiltered, uh, lighter amber style beer. Mm-hmm. And those are beers that I couldn't really get, you yeah. know, on a consistent basis from Germany. So we made our own, all brewed with, with the you know by the Reinhardtsgebot, and all brewed yeah. with German ingredients, you know, Very all cool. all stuff. Uh, and we do that, and then we have our, you know, and then. By the end of August, we're going to have a Weiss beer fest, which is nice. like four different Weiss beers. And every once in a while, I bring like four or five Weinstefanas in, or four or five Weltenburgers, just other other German brewers. Yeah. You, we only have eight taps, so you, you can only handle so much. Right, right. And so I just bring other things in, and and hmm. you know, it's just and we have wine. Um, yeah, you we do. Have, yeah, right. we have Wolf and and, and yeah. uh, uh, Claiborne Churchill. Yeah, and, local guys and our local guys and and you know. Um, and that makes sense actually, Claiborne Churchill, because you have the Gewürztraminer. You have, we have the Gewürztraminer, and the reason why we have Wolf and and Claiborne Churchill because Wolf Elke yeah is German and Jean Pierre is Belgium, oh. and so that's I didn't know that yes actually. and and uh, Federica from. Claiborne Churchill is German. Right. And then the others were just friends that were working for or, or managing wineries. And mm-hmm. so, and then, you know, so we only have a few wines, but, but, and, and we're not, 
you know, I can't afford to have a fifty, sixty dollar bottle of wine. Yeah. So we have, you know, twenty between yeah, twenty twenty eight to thirty five or so. Yeah. Great wines, but mm-hmm. you know, we have wine because on every on every table there's one per or not on every, but a lot of times when when big, little bit bigger groups come, mm-hmm. there's always one or two t- people that want a glass of wine. Plus, Same with cider. Plus German, I mean, gosh, the, one of my most uh, one of my um, turning point wines that I tasted when I wanted to get into the wine industry was a Spätlese uh, Riesling. Sure. It's so beautiful. A lot of, I think, casual drinkers have no idea the tradition of no. German wines and no. how beautiful they are. But um, The reason yeah. why I'm a beer drinker, not a wine drinker, is because when I was seven and eight years old, my dad sent me in the dark cellar Oh. getting bottles of wine and I got so scared oh. that I said I'm never going to go ha- have a wine cellar <laughs> so I started drinking beer <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reason let me ask you one last question sure. I ask everybody about their final meal and we you know we I don't mean to imply that it's coming anytime soon or that anybody wants it to but if you were really celebrating your life a life that you were proud to have lived what would you eat on that day, like your last day? Like basically the day, the, the hour before execution. Uh, let me no, see. you're not. Be- <laughs> it's always so hard. I was trying to like I get, set it I, up I, I so get. no one thinks I'm executing them. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it, it's fine. And, uh, <laughs> what are you eating? What are you drinking? And who's there? Well, definitely Kuni Pilsner. Nice. Uh, my family. Yeah. Um, Which is lot big. I mean, you have a big. Well, family. I mean, it's like. I maybe maybe you know some very special friends. Mm-hmm. Um, what would I eat? Definitely have a dessert. Oh, don't know yet what, but definitely de- probably bread pudding. I love bread pudding. Oh, Everywhere yeah. I go, there's bread pudding on the. I, I have. It. That's why we do a a very strange bread pudding for, for during the winter season, you yeah. know, with bacon and apple and stuff like that in there. I love it. And then um, probably. What would I eat? I would probably have something that I remember so well from Germany, and I can't really get here like a uh, a venison, mm-hmm. but but buck, mm-hmm. not you know, but but with you know. Or actually, if I if I wouldn't have couldn't do that, I don't know. You know, it's a really good question because I like I like I love so many. I know things. we all uh, do. I think if I would. Choose from my restaurant it would probably be the Ramschnitzel. Why? What is that? It's a. It's like a you know a, a, a tenderized a breaded piece of pork. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thin, quarter inch thick, mm-hmm. uh, with a creamy mushroom gravy with, uh, and and with it probably sauerkraut. Yeah, that's and a perfect mashed potatoes. Yeah, comfort food. I would go out with comfort food. Yeah. Uh, and then beforehand, I don't know, a nice soup. Mm-hmm. And then as dessert, ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm, big. And bread pudding. Big, big ice cream with bread pudding. You know, it's like we would have bread pudding and then some ice cream with it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I know, that sounds amazing. I, I'm, I like to go out fancy. Like, you know, I love Cobalt Blue. I love yeah. Amber. I love all that. But I'm I'm a meat and potato guy, mm-hmm. you know. I'm I, I don't do seafood. I mean, I 
if I go, I mean, like a nice sea bass or salmon or so. But, yeah. but it's not like on, what your heart very, calls very for. Un, you know, occasionally. But but I'm a just, you know, comfort food guy. Yeah. So that, well, you know, Betas does comfort food and meat and potatoes very, very well. I mean, like in a, you know, if there is such a thing as a lighter style of meat and potatoes, you're doing it. And your fries, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, your fries are so special. Well, we do them the original way. These are Belgian fries. We, you know, we cut them fresh every morning. Are they dusted in cornstarch or something? No. What is it? No, they Nothing. have no dusting Nothing. on them. Nothing. We just, you know, fresh cut in the morning, uh, pre-fried five minutes yep. in a lower temperature, and then finished when you order. Mm. With a, this is basically, you know, the the original Belgian fry yes. method. And every, I mean, at Betas, everything. It's fresh every day. I mean, we have a very small kitchen, so we don't have we don't have a walk-in fridge or anything like that. Yeah. So we get new produce every day. We we um, most everything we make that has to be made, like potatoes, spetzle, knödel, yeah. it's all made fresh every day. And then uh, we go through a ton of sauerkraut every week. And mm-hmm. so some of the things we make fa- earlier because they're better when they sit a day or two. Yeah. And but everything you get, and that's sometimes we run out of things because it's all fresh, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially when there's always sudden like these massive amounts of people coming, and yeah. you, you you can't prepare for that always. Well, I'm starting to th- rethink my answer. My answer of what I would eat on my last day changes every time I talk to somebody. But <laughs> but since I'm talking to you, I think that your fries might be honestly enough. Just that, and maybe that's Baitley's a Riesling. Let's let's say that that's that actually sounds phenomenal. You know what? Let's I'm, do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we just do it in anticipation of 20 years from now? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Beta, I just love you. I appreciate you coming on a Thank day that I much. know it's so busy right now. But... No, I'm going back there now. We have we have a soccer game coming up. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to Consumed. It means a lot to see how the podcast has grown in 100 episodes. And it's all thanks to you listeners. The podcast is edited by me this time around because Chris Lambert is amazing and busy with other very important stuff, but he's still forever part of the Consumed family. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review and share with all your buddies. Okay, until next time, I'm Jamie Lewis. Jamie Lewis.